The Capital Ideas Podcast now has a new monthly edition hosted by Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin. Investment professionals reveal their best mentors, how they find their next great idea, and a few funny stories. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. American Funds Distributors, Inc. The countdown has begun. This May, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg, held in conjunction with our official partners, the Qatar Ministry of Commerce and Industry and Media City Qatar and premier sponsor Q&B. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections and gain unique insights. Learn more at QatarEconomicForum.com. Let's get now to Stephen Chang, Managing Director and Asia Portfolio Manager at PIMCO on the line for us from Hong Kong. So an extraordinary session on Friday and we are expecting to see some more upside too as we have seen these sweeping plans from China uh, in terms of trying to rescue its economy. How far do you think that we can see China stocks rise in the year end? Um, I I think there have been quite a lot of bearishness uh, in the market building up for for quite some time. Uh, And we are now uh, coming to um, a number of different positive factors that have happened over the past week, um, including the China uh, relaxation, uh, or at least more precise um, uh, kind of measures in terms of COVID. Um, and then in terms of the property market, we have also seen the 16-point uh, document coming out from PBOC and CBRC. Uh, on the U.S. side, which is more of a macro interest rate and liquidity-related uh, indicator, um, the CPI number uh, has uh, gotten yields lower with perhaps more uh, more certainty about where some of the terminal rates can be from the Fed. So um, mm. I, I think there are some gaps in, in, in terms of the um, the technical charts on, on Chinese equities, but I think generally uh, the direction uh, is probably more of this correct uh, correction from, from over oversold. Uh, are we starting to see before. potentially the light at the end of the tunnel here that the worst is going to be over for China's economy, particularly when you look at this rescue plan? Um, I think we look at this rescue plan along with the COVID policy uh, in terms of the China policymakers having uh, uh, more pragmatism uh, in terms of how they deal with uh, some of these issues. I think there were a lot of fear uh, that they were very ideological. It's either zero or one in terms of you know, how they tackle property or how they tackle COVID. Um, and this time, the um, uh, kind of like the, the approach seems to be uh, more about development uh, of the economy uh, and that there are problems that they are willing uh, to to tackle and and provide some support. So all of this is going to uh, to soothe the market um, in regards to uh, the economic growth. Uh, there are still a lot of um, potential downside uh, next year uh, in case some of these measures doesn't uh, come into um, a, a kind of better attraction uh, for the economy. Uh, mm. But certainly compared to a couple of weeks ago, uh, this is looking um, you know at least remove a lot of the terrorists that people feared about. Yeah, and that's on the domestic front. On the the global geopolitical front, we have President Biden and President Xi heading for their first meeting in person uh, since taking since President Biden took over. So, so that's going to happen in Bali. There is, you know, increasingly concerns of a deeper rupture between these two powerhouses that could split the global economy. What are you expecting from these talks? Um, it, it generally, um, when head of state meets, uh, they they come back uh, with. Uh, with some readout, which is generally more more benign. I think it's usually not too confrontational. Uh, obviously, we will have to wait for the result. Uh, but when we uh, look at the broader picture, uh, given some of the visits, for example, uh, last week from uh, the German head of state uh, to China, uh, I think uh, those kind of results were quite encouraging. 
um, and, and that there are some practical issues that they want to make sure the economy is going ongoing. Uh, some of the globalization uh, efforts uh, will need to be uh, maintained. Um, and, and jointly, both between uh, China and Germany, they also take an approach where they, they certainly would uh, be uh, on high alert or at least discouraging any kind of step up in terms of the, the Ukraine-Russia situation. And talk about where bond markets are headed, particularly after we heard the Federal Reserve Governor Christopher Wallace saying they've got a ways to go before the U.S. Central Bank stops raising interest rates. How does this play into the the Asia bond market picture, too, Stephen? Um, I think Asian bond market is uh, looking more into uh, the terminal Fed funds rate uh, and and how um, the potential uh, kind of pivot or pausing by the Fed is going to benefit uh, the wider risk sentiment. Um, the Fed is still going to, to hike rates. In fact, they don't want um, the easing of the financial condition too early uh, so that inflation might, might become more entrenched. Uh, so I think um, in, in terms of Fed officials, uh, they will still talk um, uh, in, in a more hawkish uh, manner. Uh, but the market is looking through to the data uh, where the CPI uh, um, last week has, has moderated somewhat. Uh, and in particular, those interest rate sensitive um, segments are, are showing a bigger uh, impact. Uh, I think broader growth will also be seeing some some negativity uh, from from these higher rates, which will eventually turn uh, turn the Fed around. We were talking earlier as well about the policy support uh, in China. We are seeing Country Garden leading a rally in Chinese developer dollar bonds. You're cautious in general, though, on China rates and duration. Tell us why. Um, there are a, a few different factors. I think if the growth picture were to be stronger, I think that would potentially to to higher rates. Uh, China has been using the fiscal lever uh, to uh, stimulate demand in particular for for these like longer term infrastructure type of projects, and that needs funding. Um, So combining both of these and in in context of um, higher rates globally, uh, when China 10 year yield is still, you know, around the two kind of 70 um, area, um, it doesn't look like uh, uh, there is uh, much of any uh, strong incentive uh, to own uh, China rates uh, at this point. Uh, we'll be watching for some of the um, uh, the medium uh, lending facility uh, action this week to see you know, how, how the PBOC and others will, uh, will kind of give us more hints. On, on the broader macro picture, I mean, we've been talking about policy with support. We've been talking about the Fed's target. What kind of global downturn are you expecting? Are we going to see a recession? How shallow, how deep? Um, we are expecting uh, more of a shallow uh, recession. Uh, I think that has been uh, put in by a number of forecasters uh, as well. Uh, what we are anticipating is just slightly negative, uh, but for a slightly longer duration uh, as the central banks need to uh, stamp out uh, inflation uh, and other wage price type, uh, type spiral. Um, but all in, um, in particular the U.S., the, the growth has been quite um, uh, resilient. Uh, employment picture in particular uh, has remained quite uh, quite strong, and now with China potentially opening up uh, and some support for property, that can also offset some of the, the downside risk. Uh, in so where can you year. where can you be here, Stephen? Then to to remain defensive, particularly against all the headwinds we're going to face in twenty twenty three. It's uh, we were actively managing it. I think at this point, uh, given some of the positive uh, factors that have played out uh, last week, um, we will be more more agile. Uh, in terms of um, you know our, our beta uh, positioning, um, for example, in in Asia currencies, uh, we'll be having both overweights and underweights. Uh, whereas over the course of this year, we've been mostly underweight given the strength of U.S. dollar and and the rate hike uh, 
cycle. Um, similarly, for, for credits, there might be some pockets of attractive valuation uh, for names that might be able to, um, to live through some of the fundamental um, deterioration um, and, and can benefit on the upcycle once it's uh, out of the woods. All right, and we do hope that we get out of the woods sooner rather than later. We thank you, as always, for your time. Stephen Chang is Managing Director, Asia Portfolio Manager at PIMCO on the line for us from Hong Kong. The countdown has begun. This May, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg, held in conjunction with our official partners, the Qatar Ministry of Commerce and Industry and Media City Qatar and premier sponsor Q&B. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections and gain unique insights. Learn more at QatarEconomicForum.com.